Welcome to our bonus segment of Got Science, the podcast from the Union of Concerned Scientists. After a very tame winter here in Cambridge, Massachusetts, we finally had our first big snowstorm of the season, and I confess, it took me a while to find my snow boots. Meanwhile, snow's dumping in record amounts in the mountains of California, which has been great for skiers and even better for a state that is suffering years of drought. But we all know that someone somewhere is using snow and freezing temperatures as an excuse to question global warming. Let's correct this hypothetical straw man with science. Our correspondent, Louis Castilla, talked to Dr. Brenda Eckwurzel to clear up a few misconceptions. Brenda is a senior climate scientist at the Union of Concerned Scientists, where she's been conducting groundbreaking research that connects rising global temperatures to the emissions of fossil fuel companies. She's also a newly minted fellow of the American Association for the Advancement of Science. Louis. Take it away. Hi, Brenda. Thank you for being with us. How can we have global warming and a ton of snow at the same time? Well, let's take a step back and think about what we all do when we experience weather. We think about our own part of the world. And if we just look at the United States, we really are only officially 2% of the surface area of the globe. So that means that even as parts of the United States might be really, really cold and snowy, In fact, the evidence shows that global average surface temperature for the year in 2016 just broke a record, according to NASA and NOAA. And in fact, that broke the record that was previously set in 2015. And 2015 broke the record that was set in 2014. And you can see that there's this trend of repeatedly breaking records amidst a long-term trend that has been happening at least since the 1970s when we have really good satellite information. Can you talk a little bit about how global warming is linked to such low temperatures in the United States? Sure. If you happen to live in the United States or in Canada or Russia or Europe, we have, unfortunately, this thing called this meandering jet stream that sets up in the winter that can help determine which parts of the Northern Hemisphere are getting lots of snow and which parts of the Northern Hemisphere may be experiencing a lack of precipitation overall. And this wavier jet stream may link back to this warming of the Arctic region, which we know is happening because of human-induced climate change. So what is the jet stream and how does it affect us? Sure. One reason we call it the jet stream is it it kind of is at the level where jets are flying. It's higher up in the atmosphere, but it's still within the part of the atmosphere where weather events occur. And what we see is this fast ribbon of fast flowing air that is sort of like a a meandering river that you see as you go closer to the coast that is taking wider swaths of meandering. And when there's a big cold Arctic and a relatively less cold mid-latitude region, that little meandering river of air called the jet stream is very tight and it keeps the cold air up north. But when the Arctic starts warming more, that jet stream pattern starts meandering and it takes deeper dips. So what you have is you might have very cold parts of the southern United States and a much warmer than normal Alaska or parts of Canada. So what's happening is our winters are becoming much more extreme, in part because of climate change. 
what will climate change actually mean for my local weather experience? Uh, we have a saying that weather is what you get, climate is what you expect. So what we mean is that if you were planning to take a vacation in the tropics and you were going to go down into a tropical location, you expect that in the wintertime you would have pretty reasonably warm temperatures that you would be able to wear shorts and uh, light weather clothing. And if you were also planning to take a trip to go to perhaps a region that is used to having uh, skiing as a winter snow sport, in the wintertime, you expect to have some snow and you expect to have below freezing temperatures. That's the climate. However, the weather that you may experience during the week of your vacation may in fact be a very big tropical depression or storm coming in and giving lots of rain in the tropics, or you might have a situation where you have rain falling on snow because the temperatures are shifting now with climate. So in the past, we expected that ski resort to have winter ski conditions over maybe four or five months of the year. And now with climate change, we see there's a shift that maybe it's only two months of the year where you have good snow skiing conditions. So that's the shift in climate. The actual weather you experience the week of your ski vacation is weather. And that can mean you might have some snow or you might have a sunny day and you're able to ski with uh, very little wind and things like that. Thank you very much for your time, Brenda. Back to you, Colleen. And thanks to all of you for listening to this bonus segment of Got Science. We're, of course, just scratching the surface of the many ins and outs of climate change. So stay tuned for much more on that and other new developments in science. If you haven't already, be sure to listen to our full debut episode about the factless presidency at ucsusa.org podcast. And check back in every two weeks for a new episode of Got Science. Until then, keep your facts grounded and your snow boots by the front door. 